1: Nothing. And here goes nothing. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing Episode 9, presented by bda-radio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to bda-radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, "What's your wrestling podcast about?" We said nothing, and thankfully they said, We think you may have something here, so here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars, the Irresistible Force, the Immovable Object, the... I don't have one. Oh my god, I I just this moment realized I don't have a witty thing to say about the kingpin, Brian Malonis.
2: Wow, that that ended quickly, Mike. We're only nine episodes in, you gotta ramp that back up. I blew
1: it, I blew it. There's so many things going here, I got... got, We
2: had an exciting night, it's right after uh, we're filming this, or we're We're recording this, uh, just moments after, not one, but two... WWE World Heavyweight Championship title switches. So
1: yes, no, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. pandemonium ran wild. <laughs> uh, but first, let's talk about. The podcast, which is available every Monday on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and BDA BDARadio.com. Now we ask you to please do something for the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Please be sure to subscribe to the feed on iTunes and take a minute and write us a five-star review. It goes a really long way, helps the podcast get out there, more people to listen. So please do us a personal favor make sure you subscribe to the podcast and we ask you for the love of all things holy review rate on iTunes and as you said Brian we will talk briefly uh, well I mean as briefly as we can there are what are the eight to ten
2: matches on the on the
1: show this evening
2: oodles and oodles of uh, goodness coming out of that money in the bank uh, pay-per-view
1: yes we will we will get into that but the the main part the Biggest chunk of the show will be part two of our comprehensive interview with one half of the tag team, War Machine. Ring of Honor star Warbeard Hansen is back. We're going to complete the interview that we started last week. If you hadn't heard that, go back to episode eight, listen to Warbeard Hansen part one, his journey, basically up until uh, his big return when he ended up going with Ring of Honor. And now we will talk about his Ring of Honor stuff, his WWE tryout, going to Japan and everything in between. And we'll also have a promo about nothing and much, much more. But before we get into the show, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean? BDARadio.com. What does the BDA stand for? The Brothers of Destruction are awesome? Well, we would not dispute that Kane and The Undertaker have quite the legacy, and, well, people may dispute that the acronym might not quite fit right there, but there's no disputing that BDA Radio means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. BDA Radio is the devil's favorite
2: website, Brian. The devil's favorite website.
1: Yeah, so you know it ties back into the whole, oh, K the whole thing. oh, the Brothers of Destruction you get thing. It? doesn't yeah.
2: re- the the acronym that really doesn't work all that well. But I won't argue with you. We don't have Thank time you. for that today. We have plenty of content to uh, to talk about. Plus the Warbeard Hanson interview. But uh, hey, Mike, uh, what are you doing mañana?
1: Mañana, I'm probably sleeping until. Come on, later. you blew the spot. Oh, mañana
2: I'm doing nada. Oh, come on, and what's nada mean? <laughs> nada Not means nothing yeah well oh, nothing oh, okay. See what did there? Wow. Jeez, you're blowing our bits here yeah, i know uh, i should have ran a pasture beforehand
1: god yeah we really should have you should call these spots ahead of time so i really I know thought what's you'd
2: be smart to figure figure it out you're 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 semi-multilingual at this point so <laughs> well, semi yes
1: <laughs> yes but uh yeah you really should uh call those things ahead of time okay let's get into money in the bank last night or is it midnight yet yeah, it's getting close because this show it, with the pre-show was over four hours long and went off the air at eleven twenty-five.
2: well they, they were billing it as the greatest money in the bank uh card of, of all time so i guess no surprise there that they uh went the extra mile and when i say they went the extra mile they really went the extra mile yes here.
1: they went uh, above and beyond the call of duty and then some
2: i think you could see it in the crowd a little bit during that rusev uh Titus O'Neil match and, and a little bit I think even during the main event and in the, in the earlier parts of it, the crowd was pretty tired at the end there.
1: Yes, but they did come alive when the big news of the night happened. Well, first of all it was uh, Rollins versus Reigns which is a, a very good match Roman Reigns lost to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins...
2: Clean, w- clean. No shenanigans, yes. no nothing.
1: Seth Rollins won the World Heavyweight Championship and was celebrating, and Dean Ambrose's music hit, and Ambrose came from a high to hit him with the Money in the Bank briefcase. But you're giving
2: spoilers away, Mike. We don't even know what happened in the Money in the Bank ladder match yet. But, what are you doing? But this is... <laughs> we got to the, hit the big news first. Hit the big news off
1: the top, <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll get into the details. He hits rollins with the briefcase they ring the bell ambrose hits the dirty deeds wins the title so two title changes this evening dean ambrose is your world heavyweight champion coming out of the show?
2: I asked it on on the Twitter. Is the Shield the greatest faction in WWE history? The modern modern times, I would say, probably. Yes, I mean they're they are the three top guys in WWE right now. I mean the, that's going to be the main event of SummerSlam. I think that's where we're heading. The triple the the Shield triple threat.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean for as much people bag on WWE about building new stars, those those are three guys that they did exactly right from the very beginning with the uh, the shield.
2: And I'm actually surprised because it feels like now the whole build up to Roman Reigns winning the the heavyweight championship at WrestleMania feels a little bit wasted at this point. Yes, it? it seems like again there It's like the stopping again with Roman Reigns. I mean they had the whole build up and he wins it and here we are, you know, WrestleMania was in April and now, now here we are, uh, you know, middle of June and Roman Reigns is no right. longer the wwe champion he's he's no longer the guy and he's not even the guy who just beat the guy anymore like he's you know too removed at this point right Um, is this
1: is this like the lex luger point where they finally just give up on roman reigns i don't think they'll they'll ever give up on the guy but are they giving up on giving him the top spot the john cena next
2: guy position maybe they'll let it happen more organically now I, I don't know, because it's been shoved in your face. It's not really organic. Maybe they're going to let it happen organically now. The dude is supremely talented. I mean, anybody who sits there and, and you can argue, okay, they're pushing him. He's the golden boy. You know that. But if you're arguing that Roman Reigns lacks the talent to be a top guy in this industry, I'm sorry. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, Roman Reigns is a bona fide star. He's a bona fide top guy. If you think the guy lacks talent, you are dumb. Period. End. <laughs> All right, so and that's it for this week. So.
1: <laughs> okay, let's go, go back from the top then from the show. Okay, so the pay review started off with the four way tag Enzo and Cass versus the Vaudevillains villains versus the Club versus the New Day. Coming into this, I said uh, New Day retains.
2: I thought the Club was going to win.
1: And uh, what happens at the end? It was a quite a uh, clunky and clumsy path to get
2: to the end. The end of this it's match. A time. Yeah, you know thingamabobbers uh, yeah and there's
1: there's one point where um gallows is just standing there while while the new day is setting up their their finish in the corner
2: very 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 strange they uh, there watching
1: it happen and finally something happens with Cass, and he gets clotheslined over the top yeah it was very very well, awkward yeah yada,
2: yeah yada, yada,
1: you know. yeah new day hit their finish and win <laughs> okay then there was a, a a promo with owens and jericho and del Rio. this was this was kind of uh refreshing to me it seemed like it was like you use your, your term organic. It seemed like it was more organic. It seemed like it was more natural. It didn't seem overly scripted. They were going back and forth. There were some. It was a fun promo. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, and I hope there's more of this. Okay, from there we went to Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Yada yada yada. And uh, the end of day is finish and uh, Corbin went over.
2: I just... I was, it was actually It was actually very... I thought it was a very good match. I, I really yes. did. I thought it was a very good match by these guys. I just don't think I need to see them wrestle again anytime soon. But they'll well, probably wrestle tomorrow night on Raw. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, tonight like on to Raw, you know, if yes. you listen to this on Monday. So, Charlotte and Dana Brooke were next against Becky Lynch and Natalia. Uh, Natalia had a... Um,
2: Mike, you know what I'm going to say. Yada, yada, yada.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Charlotte hit the natural selection and won. And after the match was the, was the big...
2: Yeah, the big, the big, the big news, news out of it, I think, here. Is
1: that uh, the frustrated Natalia ended up uh, wailing uh, Becky Lynch from
2: behind. Poor Becky Lynch. And <laughs> so,
1: Yeah, I, I tweeted this, and I think uh, you, had, you had mentioned
2: as well that she should just stop having friends. Just lone wolf this thing. Maybe she'll get another friend. Maybe Sasha Banks will be her friend again. Uh, where's Sasha? We're going to start playing a game, I think, uh, on uh, on the Wrestling <laughs> Podcast about nothing. Where's Sasha? It's like, where's Waldo? Except- well,
1: she's on the cover of uh, Muscle of Fitness, Her. I she's,
2: she's in the pay-per-view uh, advertisements for next month of for the battleground yes for yes. battleground but uh well,
1: we'll see how that works no
2: such live appearance but anyways I digress
1: Seamus versus Apollo Cruz yada 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 and Cruz hit a roll up this is this is very weird the finish okay I'll get right to the finish just right. in, right. and in the interest of time and your yada yadas uh, he hit the Sheamus hit the white noise off the second rope. That's the
2: kryptonite crunch. Thank you, yeah. thank
1: you. The kryptonite crunch off the second rope drops Apollo Cruz on his head. One, two, kick out, and Sheamus is frustrated. And then Cruz gives him the crucifix, rolls him over. One, two, three, and it just seemed like it. It's a
2: big move just to recover from it and win the match and then be smiley. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he was was selling a little bit, but like less than a minute later, he's up and, and smiling. It just seemed like a move like that off the second rope, no less, just seems... It's a
2: devastating move.
1: Yeah. Okay, from there we went to AJ Styles versus Cena, uh, had a very like a big fight feel, the you know, the let's go AJ, you know, let's go
2: Cena. It, yeah, I mean, it was electric. And, and you know, I think I'd said to you, I said, Man, I bet they wish they would've saved this for like next year's WrestleMania because the crowd was electric and it's one of those things where everybody's oh, everybody's so sick of Cena, we're sick of Cena, we're sick of Cena. But god damn it. That crowd is hot when he's out there every single time. And John Cena has always talked about there's always that chant. It's let's go Cena, Cena, Cena sucks. Yes. And this time it was not let's go Cena, Cena sucks. It was let's go Cena, AJ Styles. So AJ Styles is there, man. And, and there's no doubt. He's a star. He is a top star in, in WWE if anybody is is still questioning at that point. And, and the, and, and the funny thing is now AJ Styles gets the win over... Over John Cena. And the internet's still pissy about it. People are still mad because it wasn't a clean victory. And well, because just
1: they, he signed the contract with where the club was not a... Yeah, well, he's a, a, he's a heel. He's a freaking
2: heel. <laughs> like, I just... Enjoy the story. The, the match was great. If, if if the finish of that, especially with Styles winning, somehow took away from that match from you, then it it's just foolishness because that was a great match. It's something that was highly anticipated. It was the match I was most excited for going into this. Uh, I thought it was going to be something special. I thought the atmosphere was going to be electric. It was everything it should have been, and it's also the first chapter I think in a in a multiple chapter. Uh, saga that we're going to get here. I think this right. is the first of you know th- maybe three or four matches we're going to get on pay per view. Um, you know with Cena and AJ Styles, but for people to be upset because he didn't win clean, like he's a heel, he's a bad guy. If he just goes out there and beats him, like wh- wh- why why do they come back next month? Like uh, do people not understand? It's funny for all these hardcore wrestling fans and experts who comment on this stuff and piss and moan and whine and complain. They sure in hell don't know anything about like wrestling in general and how things are laid out and how you have to lead from one month to the other. And sometimes this guy has to win and sometimes the other guy has to win. And I I don't know, just, I don't know. Sometimes just shut up and enjoy it because I sure in hell did. And I'm anxious to see where it goes from here on out.
1: Yeah. So he went for the AA, John Cena went for the AA, AJ was kicking his legs and uh, glancing below on the referee who uh, fell to the he floor. Gave big props
2: to your uh, to your brother in there, but ooh. <laughs> the bump was a little uh,
1: wonky. The club uh, ran in, hit their finish, then AJ covered for the one, two, three. So that was the, uh, the victory for AJ Styles that some uh, are calling tainted but not not the kingpin.
2: Not the kingpin.
1: Not the kingpin. From there, we went to the Money in the Bank ladder match. Chris Jericho versus Cesaro versus Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens versus Alberto Del Rio versus
2: Dean Ambrose. I'd love to yaddy-yaddy here a little bit, but out of respect for the effort that these dudes put in, I'm not going to yada yada you, Mike. Let's talk about it for a minute.
1: Yeah. So uh, Cesaro, like one, one spot with Cesaro, um, did the swing and just threw Jericho in, into a ladder. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and how, what, how about the uh, body slam from Sami Zayn uh, on Kevin Owens just onto a ladder that was standing on its side, on its end? That
2: was devastating. And then JBL, maybe with the line of the night, finds a way to almost ruin the moment oh you could break your tailbone doing that well like where's michael cole with his and he lands on his spine <laughs> directly like, on his exposed spine like like i mean that was devastating and then the best thing they can come up with to describe it well you could have broken your tailbone there like <laughs> come on man you're killing me you're killing me smalls like so
1: so the uh constructed this huge erector set with the. Uh, a ladder in the middle and ladders put in both sides from the <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's very hard
2: to describe. <laughs> you haven't you didn't see it. <laughs> it is.
1: But uh ladders being connected on each side so they're they're flat and the one ladder in the middle. Um, hey, so I it
2: made no freaking sense why the guys were setting it up like that, but anyways.
1: So um, there's a huge slug fest with all six guys on these on these ladders. Which was a
2: really cool visual. Like they they went to the wide camera angle and they got you got two groups you know three groups of two guys all fist fighting standing on the ladder really cool visual really excellent job by by those guys putting that together and creating that visual of uh that's one i mean sometimes in these multi-man ladder matches the, the, i think the guys sometimes forget about doing something like that where right it's all the fireworks. All, yeah it's e- but all six guys fist fighting trying to get to the briefcase awesome moment
1: Right, and then uh, Del Rio and Cesaro were uh, were pushed off and uh, bumped into the ropes
2: awkwardly. It looks like Del Rio may legitimately be hurt. Uh, it looks like he was getting some help out of the arena at the end of the match. I don't know. We don't know if he we was selling or... Right, yeah, we don't know. We were- at this hour, we don't know yet.
1: So uh, Zayn was up, and then Jericho bet with him, and uh, Jericho got bumped off, and Owens got bumped off, and Owens returned and power-bombed Zane onto a ladder. And then uh, Ambrose and Owens are both up there. Owens uh, was pulled through the ladder by by the very, shirt. Yeah,
2: very cool spot. Very, yeah, very by, cool by spot. By
1: Ambrose. Pulled him, hit his head in the ladder a few times, and he fell back onto the uh, ladder on the ground. And Ambrose grabbed the title. Um, <laughs> spo- spo- we spoiled that about uh, yeah, he already blew that 10 one. minutes ago. But Ambrose uh,
2: won the uh the finishing ladder match is always very it's very awkward anticlimactic almost i mean having been in a ladder match in, in <coughs> yeah yeah <laughs> having won a ladder match myself the the ending is always very. It's it's a bit anticlimactic. It's you don't have the dramatic one two three or the or a tap out or anything like that. It's usually just one guy by himself in the ladder and hooking the deal, and the crowd kind of knows because there's nobody there's nobody doing like the peaking thing or the creeping thing. or yeah, yeah. Everybody just selling dead. So that's kind of the signifying the the finish of the ladder match. But that match was awesome. I was I was very happy, very entertained by that match.
1: And from there we went to the. Uh The death spot of the card. And this time was filled by uh, (laughs) Rusev versus Titus O'Neil for the United States Championship.
2: Yada, yada, yada.
1: (laughs) Yes, the accolade was uh, applied on Titus O'Neil and he tapped out.
2: Please mention post match. Uh, yes, uh, Rusev. <laughs> the went, best part of the entire thing. Rusev
1: went to the floor with a microphone, and uh, they had anno- acknowledged Titus's family at ringside. Because uh, he was
2: like what father of the? Yes, year he was named Mega Dad of the Year or something, something like or
1: that. Yes, and uh, so Rusev got on the microphone and and. Uh, Called their dad a loser,
2: right? Right to their
1: kids <laughs> face on Father's Day, which WWE <laughs> loves to uh, humiliate people, and and, and, and that was uh, yeah. And then the, the kid, uh, I think he went against the script. He kind of slapped Rusev in the chest as, as he as he turned, and, and Rusev turned and walked away. Maybe but, he didn't uh,
2: tell the kids that it was coming. <laughs> I, I'm sure he did. Well, I mean,
1: I'm sure he didn't. That, that was that was
2: great though. That was great. That that's heat, Mike. That's how you dry heat, kid.
1: <laughs> Just like you and. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa's dad right <laughs> yes, yes. Back, back in the chaotic wrestling days maybe we'll get a chance to talk to Tommaso about that someday oh, Maybe sometime but uh and from there was the main event uh, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the world heavyweight championship a uh, heelish very heelish leaning Roman Reigns uh, even more so than He's, Seth Rollins he talked
2: a lot I, like and I've never noticed that Would with Roman like, Reigns like
1: trash talking or yeah yeah spots? yeah
2: like trash talking like 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 you know just i i should have written down some of the some of the things he was saying but he was just always like chattering at, at rollins uh in this match i don't i don't i mean i it's never stood out to me if somebody listening knows like does roman reigns normally do this and i've and i've watched every roman reigns pay-per-view match you know for i don't know how long now but i watched the pay-per-views every month i watch uh i watch his matches on Raw and smackdown and Boy, I don't remember Rowan Reigns ever talking this much during the match. I don't know if it's a conscious effort maybe to go that way or but I thought it was I thought it was strange.
1: Yeah, so um, the biggest move of the match was a uh, uh, he missed a spear on the floor, and um, Reigns went through the barricade. So that was uh, a big spot. And then they got back in the ring, and and uh, they brought the doctor out. Right, and- they did the whole thing, and then and Seth threw him back in, and uh, there was a ref bump, and and then a Superman punch. Uh, Reigns came back, and but then there was a spear. He attempted a spear in the ring, and. Rollins jumped up and landed in a pedigree from the spear, which just is amazing athleticism
2: yeah. out of both guys. There. And just
1: very, yeah, it was very accurate and um, looked great. And so that got a two count, but then Seth was able to get the pedigree again for the three count. And so Rollins wins the title there. And as we mentioned earlier, Ambrose comes in, hits him with the briefcase from behind and cashes in and wins the championship. So
2: two title wins. Which is not all that shocking anymore, I will say, the whole... Two title switches in one night thing, like the first time it ever happened, it was weird. And but now I think we're kind of used to it. Generally, I think when the Money in the Bank switches hands, it typically it typically comes, Bing Bang, like the title switches hands, next guy cashes in. Right. At least it feels that way. Um. You know. I. guess I I didn't. I didn't. You know. Look at the exact. You know. Lineage. Yeah, but it feels. It feels like whenever they do the do those cash ins on the pay per views, it's title switch. Title switch. Um but it was a cool moment the crowd went nuts and they went nuts for rollins and then um they were hot for rollins all night and then when ambrose came out they they went even crazier so uh, awesome now all three guys the shields have have held the world heavyweight championship and i think we got ourselves a little intriguing storyline here now don't we mike we sure
1: do and that's uh, battleground is next month and that's going to be the first pay-per-view after the The brand split. Five weeks away, Battleground. And if the rumors are true of two heavyweight championships, it'll be interesting how they go about that.
2: Yeah, the next – you know, it's kind of funny. Not funny, but, I mean, it is five weeks away. So now it's going to be full force ahead, focus on, I think, the WWE draft coming up starting tomorrow night. And I think – I would imagine we'll start to see some or hear some details of – the brand split and where it's going hey we'll probably talk about it on next week's episode yes, we'll
1: keep an eye the on the wrestling
2: that. podcast about nothing but indeed. I'm, I'm expecting to hear some news tomorrow or tonight you know more accurately if you're listening to this on monday it'll be tonight's raw uh start to hear some details finally of what's going to happen
1: yes indeed okay brian the hashtag pda for bda picking up steam yes it certainly is tweet it at bda underscore radio or at us, I'm at CrocSox, and he's at Brian Malone and we will mention you on the podcast. Back to Big Woody. Big Woody's uh, a, a great fan of ours, and we appreciate it very much, and he's uh, the it's benefactor. He's Yes. He's the power broker. I'm sorry about that. He is at Apt Elwood, and he said he loved the first half of the Hanson interview. The promo ball, nothing is always great. And back to Steven. He checks in once again at HHHGuy2004. Over a year. At Brian Malonis, calling him Homeless Johnny. That's messed up.
2: It was with love. I meant it with love. With yes.
1: I <laughs> thought we got that across, but maybe not. Okay. Also, TK checks in once again at THOG94. Entertaining, inspirational, and informative interview with Warbeard Hanson on at the WPAM this week. Can't wait for part two. You'll be hearing it in moments. Also, Steve King, my good friend, Steve King. We talked about him in episode one. Of the podcast. He helped me basically brought me into this wrestling business. Well, another uh, one of
2: Roy's boys, right?
1: Yes, yeah. indeed. So go back and listen to the uh, the pilot of the wrestling podcast. Yeah, if you I don't, don't get those references yes.
2: download episode one and you'll know exactly what we're talking about.
1: Yes, so Steve King, he says, started by Monday by listening to at Croc and at Brian Malonis on at BDA underscore radio, a special guest at Warbeard Hanson. Thank you very much, Steve. Great to hear from you. Also, Ed Hunt. At Eddie. Former,
2: former commissioner, leader of the family in Atlantic Pro Wrestling, really? Yes.
1: At Eddie the Blade on Twitter, Ed Hunt, he says the Dirt Sheet Shuffle promises to be an iconic jingle uh, on par with McDonald's. I'm loving it. Uh, I uh, agree. Thank you, uh, Ed. Thank you, Ed. So, be- uh, you talked about the family, Brian.
2: Uh, you talk about the family
1: Well, become a part of our family leave a comment ask a question or just let us know you're listening use the hashtag PDA for BDA on Twitter now it's Brian not, and
2: stop saying the jingle's good because it stinks
1: come on the dirty shuffle we will get back to that very soon I promise you but now we have to get into this interview Part two of our interview with Warbeard Hanson. We talked about him in Chaotic Wrestling. We talked about the injuries. We talked about him changing his character. Let's get back to the interview. Part two of our interview with Ring of Honor star Warbeard Hanson.
2: So one thing I, we didn't get into, but I think is actually a kind of cool story, was when at one point you were making inroads with WWE and Nova Mike Bucci was uh, Simon Dean. Yeah, Simon Dean was running it. Um, he kind of was the, f- like, had the idea for you to kind of do the gimmick you were
0: you have now. Like yeah, talk he about did. that for, he, for a he, second. He he definitely did, and and since then, when I came back and I started doing this character, I've I've emailed him, uh, you know, messaged him on Facebook, and just a couple times just to thank him uh, for all of his help. But yeah, he he envisioned like a Buzz Sawyer, uh, uh, Doctor Jesse Williams kind of image for me and i just i wasn't i wasn't feeling it at the right. time. and he was the guy who
2: said like you know stop trying to be handsome, handsome and John, pretty yeah. and stuff like that and just kind of embrace that you're a big rugged freaking guy Yeah. Like, cuz you didn't and people see the way you move now people who are familiar with you listening to this like you, you obviously don't move like a guy your size but you wrestle your size much more now than than the way you used to. We used to have matches. I mean, it was it should have been bigger guy, bigger you know, big guy, bigger guy. But we wrestled big guy, little guy. But that's kind of the style you wrestled. You threw yourself around. You were able to do these athletic things, and you you could do them. So you wanted to do them. Like the mistake we all make, right? The, <laughs> you know,
1: you, you love Mister Perfect, so you, you'd take, do a lot of Mister mm-hmm. Perfect type bumps. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was probably wasn't good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not
0: in those chaotic rings, no. Um, yeah, Nova. There was Nova's a uh, initial kind of idea, like when vision when he saw me, which is kind of cool. Like it's yeah. kind of a
2: cool. I mean, it isn't. It isn't like cause you obviously didn't you didn't take the advice because you're resistant at that point. But ultimately, it's what you know. It's what your your success has been. And it was hard worth. too. Uh,
0: not to blame anybody else because I, I definitely I wasn't I wasn't really feeling it either. But um, none of the promotions around here would book me. into anything but handsome, Johnny. So uh, it was really difficult to be able to. Uh, figure out that opportunity. Yeah, right? I mean,
2: it's a big. When somebody says to, you "Hey, I want to," change <laughs> you think you should change everything you've ever been. That's a tough pill to swallow, right? Yeah,
1: and it, and it took another like uh, injury for you to go away again. And, yeah, and really uh, reinvent yourself. Yeah, I did. So what was what it? There's the shoulder this time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Finally, uh, the shoulder just gave out on me. Um, and you've
1: been working with that shoulder since Tur- Turkai, which was Turkai uh, 2006.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. so yeah I I wrestled Brandon in the cage and Brandon lock Brandon lock yeah it really it really sucked because uh, um I, I had so many failures with WWE and so many you know when Johnny ace you know says you're a fat RVD or whatever <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know so many opportunities with them that just the door shut my face door shut my face yeah uh, I did that, like, all Japan tryout with Dory. Dory shut my face. Too heavy. With Nova, Nova Nova gave me and Tommaso both two tasks. He wanted Tommaso to go to Harley's to train, and he wanted me to go to Puerto Rico. Um, so he got Tommaso in touch with Harley to go to Harley's, and he got me in touch with uh, Bushwhacker Luke to go to Puerto Rico. And Bushwhacker Luke gave me the same exact thing that everybody else gave me. It's, it's, you're great. Just get in better shape. So that fell through. And I'm pretty sure because Tommaso went to Harley's and got signed. Right, he gets right. Tommaso got signed
2: before he ever. Yeah, be, before be, he ever because left. Because he
0: went. I'm pretty sure if Bushwacker Luke had just said, "Yeah, I'll take you," I would have got signed there. I, I I actually I fully believe that as yeah, well. Yeah, that that's that's what it felt like. But I, so anyway, I had so many doors shut in my face. Uh, finally, I'm back from the back injury. I'm I'm doing the counter thing again. I just won the counter wrestling heavyweight title. I had a really good match with Tommaso in Lowell. Mm-hmm. Like we had that face-to-face promo.
1: Yeah, there, uh, there's a YouTube video that, YouTube uh, video that Harry it. Aaron it, did. It, yeah, it's Hanson
0: versus, uh, versus Tommaso. Yeah. And uh, people from Ring of Honor actually saw that, and there was a little bit of an interest in me right there. And so I wrestled Brandon uh, in the cage. For NECW? NECW mm-hmm. uh, or PWF. I don't know what they were at the time. Oh, okay. I think PWF. Oh, okay. And... um I landed on my shoulder bad and I tore out my whole labrum. It just kept popping, my shoulder kept popping out, popping out, popping out. Um, I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. And my dad was actually at that show and he drove me to the hospital that night. And I'm literally getting texts from Tommaso and from Bob Evans, like talking to me about people from Ring of Honor who, who are, are interested. And I'm like, I'm on my way to the hospital with my shoulder. <laughs> like, oh brutal. my God. Yeah. So, um, I, I didn't like I thought it just popped out. I didn't know what the actual problem was, and insurance is suck because they made me do physical therapy for like two months. Yeah, they don't want to pay. They don't yeah. want to pay
2: for surgery.
0: Yeah, before they even did an MRI, and I did the MRI, and the MRI didn't show anything. <laughs> so when I had shoulder surgery for this, um, he went in to like shave down a bone spur on the back of my shoulder and remove my AC joint. But he told me right before we went in. Uh, that he was going to look at where my labrum connects to my bicep because that's where I was complaining of all my pain. And uh, he just wanted to see what it looked like before he did anything. So he opened it up, and my labrum, over 50% of the front of my labrum was torn. Um, that's all he did. He just that's bad? It. Yeah, that's bad. Okay. That's bad. Uh, and I guess the front's worse than the back. Uh, I don't know why. That's what I was told. And uh, he just sewed that up. He didn't even do the other surgery. He just sewed that up. That was it. So, the original surgery would have kept me out for three months. This one, when I woke up and I was. <laughs> there's got kind of like a, a at least among our group, a famous picture of
2: you sitting in the hospital all oh. drugged up. Yeah. And
0: yeah. Like... Sh- Shree thought that was really funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's one of those things that you look at now like, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit,
0: this is how far I've come. Yeah. Yeah. Shree Shri was there. My girlfriend was there with me in the. Uh, after the surgery, and I couldn't, I couldn't keep my eyes open, and uh, so she got the whole rundown from the from the doctor about everything that went, like went down, and when I finally like, came to the next day, and she kind of explained it to me, um, it was pretty much I was going to be out for a year, and not, and not three months like the original plan was. And that hit me hard, yeah, like really hard. I thought that was it. I
2: was say, like, were you thinking that this is it for me? I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Like?
0: I, yeah. I there, there was no way I was coming back from this. And and I uh, ate uh, enough Domino's pizza to really believe that. <laughs> it was rough because I couldn't use one of my arms. So and I was stuck at home all day. Uh, so all I could do was order order pizza. I couldn't even uh, cook anything for myself for a while. Um, Pizza's good though. The pizza is good. <laughs> but I, I hit I hit rock bottom, and right before I went into the surgery too, because I figured oh, I would just see how how everything works. I, th- I thought I was coming back, you know, within three months. Mm-hmm. I shaved, I buzzed my head, and I shaved my face. Um, and I decided that I wasn't going to shave when it came out or when I came back to wrestle. I think in three months I'll look a whole, you know, maybe different person. It'd be, it'd be right. cool. Um, so I didn't shave anything. I buzzed when I went in, but I didn't shave anything after that. Didn't
1: shave anything?
0: Anything? Oh, nice. know. Um, Por- poor Cherie. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I hit rock bottom. Um, I was like three hundred and thirty-five pounds, or three hundred and thirty pounds. For people down.
2: again, if people know, you're you're straight. You're straight edge. You don't mm-hmm. you don't drink. You don't do drugs. You don't smoke.
0: So your vices. Is- food yeah wonderful food (laughs) i'm I'm right there with you buddy (laughs) (laughs) um so i blew up like a balloon because i was like 275 when i went in for surgery so i blew up real real fat real fast i hit total rock bottom and um at some point in the recovery uh i just i think i just recently watched for the second time that, that movie fat sick nearly dead and I mm-hmm. uh, just decided that I wanted to give wrestling one more shot, uh, and I wanted Ring of Honor to be my goal, and uh, I, that's what I wanted to do. So I did the juice fasting, the vegetable juice fasting, for uh, I think 60 days was the first time, and then 45 the second time, and i have losing a total of, I, I think it was 90 pounds total. Altogether, All right, the you, look like a, you look like a different human yeah. being. Yeah, I remember because
1: you would still come around, and I remember like one month to the next to be like, "Jesus, what the hell happened?" Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It wasn't uh, it wasn't AIDS. Jesus, Croby's. yeah, wasn't, wasn't something like that. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, the vegetable juice fasting.
1: So, when did you start to formulate this uh, new character in your head that you're going to come back as?
0: Um, I, in that time period, uh, I toyed around with, like the the brand new bad. Kind of idea in my head for mm-hmm. a while, um, thinking I was coming back. I knew I, I knew I wanted to be a bad guy. Um, I was gonna have the beard and the longer hair and uh, have a new style singlet. And I wanted to be Todd Hansen. I didn't want to be Handsome Johnny. I just wanted to be more. I wanted to embrace what I looked like, right? Because I never had. No one ever let me. And they uh, always wanted me to be the Handsome Johnny. So finally. Uh, Everyone was okay with me making this transformation, so yeah, it was in the middle. It was in the middle of that, and all I could think about was coming back because I was I was having such great strides with my weight loss, and then uh, towards the end of all the weight loss and the DDP yoga, I did a lot of DDP yoga, and then I was I found CrossFit.
1: Hope we can get a sponsorship with DDP yoga. That'd, oh, that'd be, be great. lovely. Yeah. Yep. So you you came back and you uh, started off uh, chaotic. You made like a surprise return. You did one of those deals where you were at the show but no one re- they kind of k it and no one really knew you were coming back yeah i
0: don't think anyone knew that i was it was doing the run in at the end yeah cuz cuz in reality i think i still had uh like 3 3 months left before i was originally cuz i i can't, i was cleared to come back a lot sooner than i was supposed to come back i, I want to say like 3 or 4 months so yeah no one no one knew in the back that i was coming back I actually for, for forgot about that and nobody knew but yeah, yeah no one no one knew
1: so you came back and you were talking about the uh Right, right, before you got hurt, the Ring of Honor stuff. How did that? Did was that waiting for you, or did you have to?
0: That was waiting for me at all. I would. That was yeah. a complete forgotten thought. And at the same point in time, I'd already reinvented my entire look and stuff. Right. I think someone at that point it wasn't like real interest. It was like, oh wow, look at that match with Tommaso and this fat handsome guy. That was kind of good. <laughs> we should we should look at it. But I'm sure it was like just kind of a passing thought. It wasn't real like real in depth no one from Ring actually even talked to me. So I don't, I don't know.
1: Anyway. So you said, um, yeah. You said there was your goal. So how did you get back to that um,
0: point? At that point in time, they were doing the, uh, the tryout camps. Right. Okay. Um, so I ended up, uh, I was in the same one with Brian Fury. Me and Brian Fury drove down. It was actually the, the week of the Boston marathon bombing. Um, cause when me and Fury drove down, we were listening to the, uh, all the news because they were they were capturing the last one. They had, they were they were trying to catch the the, the two of them, and they right. finally cornered the last one. So it was it was right right around there. We went to the tryout camp, uh, and I killed it. I guess. Um, <laughs> well,
2: it's kind of like is Brian how was not funny, but ironic that because Brian had already kind of a little bit established with them, had made some inroads with right. them, and then heading into that top prospect tournament, you get you you, you did. I mean, the kind of the, the feeling I think with like Brian and stuff was that was probably going to be Brian's spot, and then Brian broke his ankle, and then the opportunity was presented. Yeah, for I, you,
0: I jinxed Brian. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, would, you say break a leg or whatever. We we did the um, uh, so we did that tryout camp and it went really well. And the feedback I got at the time I came back, I'm sure you guys remember, I was wearing a singlet. Mm-hmm. Um. But I still have this because I have—I was so heavy. I have like loose skin around my stomach, so right. it, it, it's not very flattering. So they—they they loved me, but they didn't like my gear. They—they they hated it. So uh, delirious, uh, he thought he was thinking more Native American style thing for me to wear. Yay! yeah. <laughs> so I—I I took that and I—I I came up with what I'm wearing now, the uh, the war skirt or. FUPA cover, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, that's, that's what I... Laughing <laughs> at <laughs> that microphone, Brian. Come on. That's what uh, I came up with. So uh, I think that was April we had the tryout. And in August, we, me and Fury, Congo, and Vinny, who were all at the same, Vinny, We mm-hmm. were all at the same tryout camp. And uh, Ring of Honor came to Providence, and we had a TV match. And the winner of was the four-way? four-way winner of that got a, a TV title match against Taven on like the next episode of TV. So we did that, and Fury won that, and Fury uh, wrestled Taven. Um, but but, he was hurt pretty soon after that, I think, right? Yeah, so, so we went down to that show with Sonny Goodspeed, and on the way back from that, we were discussing injuries, and Fury at the time had never had a major injury. And I jinxed them because I, <laughs> I I buried him for never. You put the whammy on him. Yeah, he he he, he never had health insurance, and he had just gotten health insurance, and uh, he had never gotten hurt, uh, like seriously hurt. And I, I I jinxed them, and it was literally <laughs> like two weeks later he broke his ankle. So this was the second luckiest break <laughs> of your career. Huh? Yeah, and there's there's a there's a third one too. Um, so I I was literally the last person announced for the top prospect tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, not only was I the last person announced, but all other seven competitors were announced and no one had contacted me yet. Really? Yeah. That's how, like, I felt like last, last minute. (laughs) Um, so I got added to it and, and I don't know how true this is, but the guy who looked like he was going to win, um, Broke his leg like uh, uh, a few weeks before the tournament began, and he had to pull out of the tournament. Wow,
1: you're just making deals with the devil all over the place, just (laughs) putting axes on people. Sold his soul six times over. He
0: seemed like the guy that they were going to push, and I felt terrible for him. But I, I didn't know the whole time. Like I thought for sure I'd lose first round the cheeseburger, being the last guy who was even contacted to be into the tournament. That's the way this business works,
2: though. Like, crazy stuff like that happens, and then all of a sudden you're thrust. You know, I, I actually listened to an interview with Mike Hollow today, and the one thing Mike is very good at always talking about is, are you going to be ready when the opportunity presents itself uh, because you never know when it might present itself? And in this case, it did unexpectedly, but you were more than ready for it.
0: 100%. I was totally ready for it. And it, it worked out well. And I don't know. Maybe I just won because they thought I could have the best match with Tommaso <laughs> because the winner got a match with Tommaso. I don't, right, I don't know. Right. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I was ready for it.
1: So um, Ray Rowe was also in that tournament,
0: right? Yeah. Ray, Ray, I, Ray, Ray, ugh, I met Ray in the finals. Um, we never met before. He actually knew Biff from Texas. Oh, okay. Um, so, I,
2: didn't, I didn't know that, I didn't know that uh, I they didn't knew know, each yeah.
0: other. Yeah. yeah uh, Their they're paths crossed in Texas. So Biff gave me the lowdown on him. So I, I knew uh, I knew about him what his deal was, and um, we met in the finals of the tournament. And we didn't know much like the the first day of the tournament, we didn't know who was going to win any, any of the matches until the show had already started. So we didn't know who was going to win our match until <laughs> the show had already started. Yeah. So, uh, but we we ended up having a, a, a really good match, hard hitting like big guy match because Ray's big too, um, and I won. That's uh, fucking right. <laughs> Whoa! All right, damn right.
1: Uh, so, how long after that did the idea come about for for War Machine?
0: Um They put us together, and it made so much sense because Ray, Ray and I, I are so similar. It's ridiculous, yeah. and we, we didn't know it because we didn't know each other. But we were both straight edge. Um, we both had similar issues with our careers where injuries have held us back or being in shape has held us back or, or what not. Beautifully
1: wrestling. bearded, <laughs> may I, might I say,
0: both of you. Yeah. So very similar. And then they put us together as a tag team. I want to say it was the next show.
2: Yeah. Was we oh, so they had the idea fairly fairly quickly then after the Top Prospect
0: tournament. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because it, we both had a singles match. Uh, I wrestled Tommaso with the TV title. He wrestled Elgin. Um, and then the next night it was TV and they put us together. That's pretty. That's pretty quick. Yeah, uh, it was. It was real so quick. So obviously, I mean, they put you in the finals together. Put you together. Obviously,
2: maybe they had an eye on this.
0: Yeah. They, they, yeah. They probably had a plan for you know, this before for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For a while, and it was definitely the right decision. Yeah. Which is
2: cool. Now, now we're talking. What year is this? We're talking about here? 2014. So 2014. So now, I mean, we've kind of come the full gamut here now, and talking about how um, you were a guy who had the door shut in your face so many times over and over. You faced uh personal challenges, financial challenges, you know, um, family challenges, um injury after injury. Girlfriend challenges. Yes, girlfriend challenges. <laughs> and yet here you are, never given up. Fourteen years at that point, thirteen years. Uh, thirteen 13, 13 yeah. years in the business. Finally getting the opportunity to step on a national stage um with a national or an international company really, because Ring of Honor has been overseas. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean for the first just talk about that feeling. What's that moment like when ring of honor says to you, Hey, we, we want to give you your first national deal 13 years into your career.
0: That show where, uh, they put us together as a tag team right. was the same day they offered us contracts. So that was absolutely surreal to coming from where you know I came from, even Ray, where Ray came from and, and reaching that point where this company is offering us a contract. It was just absolutely surreal. Um, yeah, I mean that's really all I can say about it. Is it was just, it was absolutely surreal.
1: You said I can't sign right now. I have to let a lawyer look at this. Is yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, let me. Oh, I got to reach out to WWE well, first. Well, I mean they were, they were real cool to me too because they they exactly they they knew that uh, I had done the tryout um, six months seven months earlier. Um, Kevin Kelly's one who kind of talked to me about it. And he said, "You know, we know you have a relationship with WWE, uh, so just." Before you sign this, make sure you're you're okay with that and and we'll go forward so they were really cool about that um yeah, that's a very cool move of them of yeah. them to
2: to at least you know give you that opportunity because i mean obviously the money mm-hmm. it's a different
0: stratosphere with with w w e yeah but. yeah
1: so I guess we to backtrack and uh, how did the WWE trial come up? you did a week down and yeah Florida. that
0: uh so it was uh four months after the ring of honor tryout camp. Uh, I did the first tryout at the Performance Center that they had. So it was literally the opening tryout camp they had at the Performance Center. And that was literally um, – so Was this you paid or was it by invitation? No, no invitation. Uh, it was actually thanks to Jamie. Jamie – uh got a wrestling owner, Jamie yeah. Uh He he was talking with uh, uh, Canyon and just happened to mention my name and you know just my story. His talent relations, Canyon Seaman, right? Yeah. Uh, just my story of what I, you know, how I transformed uh, the injury, coming back, the transformation, and it piqued his entrance. So he said, Yeah, uh, send them. <laughs> that, that was it. So that, and I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, like I said, I, I came to terms when my, with my shoulder injury that I, I was never going to make it at the WWE. I just, I came to terms with that and I was okay with that. So my goal was Ring of Honor because uh, I knew I was a good wrestler and that's where I wanted to be. And, this just happened to Kind of fall in my lap So I Gave it a shot
1: Who was down there with you?
0: Uh, it, was, it was quite the camp So I think we talked earlier Keith Lee was down there um, he's saying, I Believe I Can Fly <laughs> so uh, awesome yeah. You sure can uh, The Wolves were down there Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards uh, Sean Burke was down there uh, Matt Cross was there uh, A bunch of guys who uh, Never wrestled before as well Right Um who were enormous and of were ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Joey Ryan was there. Okay. Um, the Lifeguard. Everyone called him the Lifeguard. The kid from- uh, the kryptonite? No, a kid from oh, upstate- up I, am, New- I uh, am shit factor? The, <laughs> the, the kid from upstate New York who does the- uh, Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, Vince, Vince Beach? Vince Beach, yeah. Oh, okay. So he, i I give you a little story about Vince Beach- from from this, and I never told him this, so if he's, if he's listening, sorry, buddy. Hopefully he's listening. So we did, we had double sessions the first day, and um, they had packets with all of our pictures in it, and names, and, and like profiles and stuff, so um, people like Gerald Briscoe could know who we were, otherwise right. he'd have no idea and, <laughs> and wouldn't be able to remember, so um, they had their packets, and it was double session on the first day. We did the first session, came back, did all of our stretching stuff in the ring, bridges and warm ups and stuff like that. So I won't say I won't say whose packet was open, but there was a packet that was open on the ring that I was at while we were warming up, and it was open to Vince Beach's page. And Vince Beach had a giant X through his face with Sharpie. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! <That's laughs> this it was, was the mi- first day. First day. Oh and boy. It, maybe
1: that meant good. Maybe that <laughs> meant like yes X to this guy. X marks the spot. And yeah. I, I, I felt
0: so bad for him too because and I've never wrestled him or even seen him have a have a full match before, so I don't really I can't really judge his his wrestling. But um, he was the first guy in line for every drill. Everyone had a number. And he they, they randomly gave him number one, so he had to start every single drill that we did. So he was like he was doomed from the beginning. Like there there was no way. <laughs> right. to, that's a lot of pressure to have to be the first guy to get in the ring every single time and start every drill. Poor kid. Yeah, yeah. Guy. It's, it's big, always good to see. He we, was dead see in what's the water. Happening. Had to spend a whole week yeah. there yes. with no hope.
1: So what were the days like uh, for the camp?
0: Uh, first day was double session, and it was a lot of just. Uh, he did all the warm-ups and stuff, push-ups, squats, bridges, um, and then you do all the drills, which are just normal drills, uh, regal rolls, and a lot of things are changed now because DeMott was in charge then, and now uh, Matt Bloom is in charge. Yes. But yeah, it was a lot of rolls, uh, hitting the ropes, uh, criss-crosses, um, up-and-overs in the corner, just, just like basic wrestling stuff. And uh, because a lot of guys who come there who are trained have bad habits, so they're trying to teach you their way. So they want to see if you're coachable, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So if you suck at something, or they think you suck at something, they want to know that they can tell you how to fix it, and then you fix it, or at least make that effort to fix it. And then they want to put you through hell to see if you know test your 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 brain to see if you're a quitter. So they, they put you through all sorts of push-ups and uh, like grape squishers in the corner, which were just you you hold the top rope and you do high knees. Your knees have to go over the, the, the second turnbuckle, and you just keep going until you drop. If you can't hack this, then they're not going to sign you because you're not going to be able to hack life ex- exa- on the road. <laughs> ex- exactly. They, they want to see uh, what you're made of.
2: Did
1: you do squats on the top rope? Uh, no. I'd, I'd seen that as one of DeMatsa's. Squats on the top
0: rope. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty heroic. But no, I I we oh, okay. we, we did not do that.
2: The, I think if I ever went to a trial, they told me to do squats on the top rope, I'd be like, well, it was nice. Thank <laughs> you very much for the opportunity. I'll see you later.
0: And then the next day we did the same thing, the drills and stuff. Uh had matches. Uh I was the me and uh Aaron Solo. Okay, uh I've heard the name. Yeah. Um we had the first like call it in the ring match. Boy would die mad. Call it in the ring match. <laughs> uh, inside joke <laughs> <laughs> got that inside <laughs> we had a call in the ring match uh, me and me and Aaron and uh, that wasn't bad got, got the critique I thought we were going to get especially from JR um, it's rough though when you have to get in the ring with somebody you've never met before and then like me knowing having a good idea of, of what they're going to be looking for and him not so much and then when the match is over with and we get critique, and it's like, oh, well, if we had called this beforehand, <laughs> probably wouldn't have happened that way. So it was, it was one of those,
1: well, that was not so terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> so oh, yeah. No. The famous, <laughs> the yes, famous, the famous line,
2: <laughs> Todd Hansen backhanded. Co- yeah. I didn't want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one of those matches. <laughs> and then when we
0: did, we did the call in the ring matches, uh, I was close to the cut to not get one of those. And I remember it was like the last match they are picking, and they picked Sean Burke. And I kind of like took a step. Like, <laughs> I'm in line, and Bill Demott's looking. Like, I kind of <laughs> took a step forward, and <laughs> Bill Demott <picked> me. <laughs> yes. Uh, I he'd have a soft spot in his heart for an he, athletic big man. He, uh, he, and he did. He did, actually. When he talked to me like, like, Towards the end of the campus and stuff, he did. And then he got fired, so that worked out real well for me. Just like, <laughs>
2: just like Jamie Noble at TV used to love all the all, the,
0: all the little midgets. <laughs> yes, yes, he Oh, did. come on. Now. So, um, yeah, the, the, the next series of matches, you got to call them ahead of time. And uh, I don't know, we were like the fourth match. And the three matches in front of us got the whistle blown in the middle of it. So in my head, like they didn't even finish. Right. So in my head, one of them, I don't know who it was. It was a little like a jacked up, gassed up Air, Arabic kid. He uh, was like 19 and some other guy. And he, they started like fighting in the ring. And DeMott blew his whistle. And DeMott's like, what, what's going on here? And, and the little jacked up Arabic kid goes, he won't let me get my shit in. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, yeah, I wish the, fan, the people on the could see it because I literally did this. He's taking, he's taking his beard and covering his mouth. <laughs> While I laugh. Uh, but but oh he he blew whistles uh for the like first three or four matches. So when me and Bert got in the ring, I'm like, the goal is to just not get the whistle blown. Let's just make it through the match. So right. we were, we were the first match that did not get the whistle blown. It was a pretty damn good I, feeling. I, I, I was I was pretty proud, but uh, but it was a At real At that point Todd's like I just got a contract. <laughs> <race."> <laughs> Um, and we did promos that's where Keith Lee saying I believe I can fly I <laughs> recently rode with Keith and I got to remind him of all the ridiculous things that happened on that I, I recently we're
2: talked, we talking about it kind of off air, but I recently came a- across Keith Lee he was a freak athlete like tremendous athlete so
0: so he was there and he's saying I believe I can fly that was awesome
2: and then he just recently attacked you <laughs> he did.
0: son he did. of a bitch he did. Jesus son he's, of a bitch Keith Lee he, he's very strong
1: um, so how did that how that week end for you? How did you feel coming out of that?
0: Uh, I, I felt really good. And I went down there uh, in my brain, and, and it's really all it is. And I wish I thought of this years ago, but it's just a casting call. is all it is. You go down there, and if you fit a certain mold that they're looking for, right. then they're going to sign you. And, I mean, I always think back to Kofi. I was just going to say that, yeah. Kofi never would have got signed if he didn't do his Jamaican character. And Dean Malenko... Didn't happen to remember that Paul Heyman had mentioned once that he wanted the Jamaican character for ECW if that if there was no connection if that wasn't there Right Kofi may have never it, gotten It's
2: signed. all about a being good and being prepared, having a good look it's all about right place, right time, right situation you know just because you're all of those things doesn't mean they have a role for you, but that doesn't mean they won't have a role for you six months a year, two years down the road they might never but it really is right place, right time, right situation so uh, unless you're
0: like some sort of like six seven yeah jacked up freak something they right. think they can mold into something special. So I mean he he, he t- said to uh, Eddie Edwards too. He said to Eddie Edwards that you know we have we have ten twelve six foot white guys. I don't know if it's in the cards right now for you. He said to me if we're looking for an Icelandic warrior, then we know who to call. Or a Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or a Wyatt. He didn't say that, but yeah, but they are they just signed that braun whatever his Stroman, name is yeah yeah he had just gotten down there, so I, was, I figured I wasn't getting signed just because he was there <laughs> <laughs> what did he need me for so yeah that's that's I felt good about it it's if they need an Icelandic warrior then they know who to call right, so I didn't and we all got you get an email after the tryout um to let you know whether to quit the business <laughs> or, or if if they'd be interested down the road now I got one of the ones uh you know, t- today th- this time isn't the time, but we're definitely interested in you. And they actually sent you uh, quotes from the trainers uh, of things they said about you. I don't remember hundred percent what mine were. I have to look it up, but uh, there's nothing negative. It was all good feedback.
2: Which I mean, which is good because then now, you know, we'd already talked about the Ring of Honor stuff. But I think one thing, um, you know, that we, that I think it's kind of known, WWE likes is now is guys to go out and make themselves elsewhere if they're not they're not with wwe right um there's something to be said for um persevering getting that door shut in your face and not being a crybaby about it (laughs) and going out and saying well shit i'll go to do this ring of honor and you know
1: makes me think of uh fred sampson how many times he was an extra at
2: tv (laughs) TV. we used to go to tv with fred sampson who's darren young now and like all the boys knew knew him. He was like on first name basis with everybody, <laughs> everybody back there. Yeah.
1: He's a security more often than Tony Omega. Yes, he was yes. just uh, like six times a year he would be there. But yeah, he just kept going and kept going, and finally, I don't know, something opened up and he was in there. So fast forwarding back to Ring of Honor, you you were uh, something going really good with uh, with Ray Rowe. In War Machine. It yeah. seemed like you were heading toward the tag titles. Yeah, we, we
0: just had a big match in Philly with the Briscoes. Like, big match. Like, it ended in no DQ. Briscoes are the measuring stick of Ring of Honor. Um, So there was no no winner. Like, like we went through a table. Like, it was, it was a big... Right. And that, that was our big, like, breakout match because we hadn't wrestled anybody yet. And we wrestled, you know, the measuring stick for tag team wrestling in uh, Ring of Honor with the Briscoes. Went to a no contest. so This was in Philly? This was in also Philly. like, in a notoriously tough yeah crowd as well. And the crowd was with us. Mm-hmm. And then Ray texted me two days later, a selfie. Uh, in a neck brace with a cut above his eye, I thought it was a rib, Ray decided to try to eat a car with his face.
2: <laughs> it is a motorcycle accident, correct? <laughs> oh, that's
0: right. A motorcycle okay. accident. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? hey, don't give the story away. Maybe uh, if we know somebody who knows Ray Rowe, maybe he could come on the wrestling podcast about nothing sometime. That's... I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
1: That's, you never know. You never know. So, yeah, it seemed like uh, you were destined for the tag titles at that time, and then that kind of was... Again, ripped from you yeah, before.
0: We were obviously starting some sort of a build towards the tag titles, obviously. At least we hoped the tag titles. And then uh, and then Ray had the motorcycle accident, which he really legit should have died. And I won't go into details for that because Ray will probably be on your show and he'll be able to go into detail. Or you can buy his DVD, which he tries to sell all the time his documentary, um, which is really good. So if you haven't so seen it. It's called you,
1: The Path. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yes.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing that he didn't die, especially because he didn't have a helmet on. Um, Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's very, very, very lucky. Um, So, uh, obviously, I was terrified that Ray ruined my career. <laughs> just, you're just berating him in texts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yelling at him. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You have ruined was, my life. It, it was
2: like when one of the Bella twins told the other one that she wished she died in the womb. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God.
0: Just
1: like that. <laughs> oh my God, that happened. Yeah, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. I, I try to black it out, but
0: but um, both both Ray and I didn't know what. What was going to happen at that point? Cause he was out, he was under contract, but he couldn't wrestle. He couldn't do anything. He didn't have the income coming in. And we were a tag team. Uh, I didn't know what ring of honor would find, uh, with value with me. You know, right. all, all their plans were going to be tag team stuff. I didn't know. I knew that I needed to do something to hopefully keep us alive. So that when Ray came back, we'd, we'd still, you know, Being have, in, have yeah. interest in us. Um, and I just didn't know, you know, what were in our cards and Ring of Honor was really good to Ray and told him, when, you know, whenever he's ready to come back and the spots open for him. And then they just kind of threw me to the wolves to see how I could do in singles.
1: Yeah, you had a, a number of, like, pretty high-profile matches. I remember one was uh, AJ Styles. Yeah. And It was um,
2: like, set the, or set the internet, like, on
0: on fire this match. I remember reading Buzz about it on Twitter. Yeah, I remember getting an email. Um from, uh, the head book of Ring of Honor And he's like Hey do you think you could have a good match With AJ Styles <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes please God yes please. No no, I don't think so it was, It's like the Goldberg t-shirt situation again <laughs> No I don't <laughs> think so um, So I done uh, some single stuff And and uh, they, the matches have been going really well And I don't know if people were expecting them to go real well And they were going real well Like with uh, Roder Strong and Adam Cole um, and then the AJ Styles thing was thrown in my lap, and it was it was pretty much sink or swim. I think it was for ROH TV. It was in Lakeland, Florida, uh, main event for TV, and it it was awesome. It was. It did set the internet on fire because people didn't expect me to be able to number one, let alone hang with AJ Styles, but to be able to do some of the things that I did in the match. They just because no one had really seen me at that point in time. So it was. Uh, that is the match that actually put eyes on me. For people to see what I could do,
1: right? So Ray did come back eventually. It was a long road for him. So eventually, you did get a, a shot at the tag titles, and do you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, it was uh, final battle in Philly again. Philly was like the ma- a major city for us. Philly is uh, is where we had our last match before we got hurt, and then Philly was we had our uh, our major. Uh, tag match with the the Kingdom to set up going into the actual tag title match against the Kingdom and final battle. So Philly was kind of big for us, and uh, the the it's live on pay per view and uh, probably the second move of the match, Taven blew his knee out completely. So we just we just steamrolled him.
2: He's still currently out with that injury.
0: Yeah. Matthew. Yeah.
1: So that, that, yeah, it was a really, it ended up being a really quick match. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We were excited because it was going to be our first time, uh, really our first time to be showcased in a high profile match. We've done a lot of squashes or a lot of matches where steamrolled guys. And this was going to be our first one that had time that we were able to show, you know, what War Machine can do. And it was over in, in two, three minutes.
2: Well, but one kind of cool thing about this is now you're culminating. Now you're actually like one half of a world championship tag team. But again, your life and your career are coming full circle because. Mike Bennett is a guy who, when we started working uh, a, a very small promotion back at the beginning of our careers, was right there with us.
0: Back, back when he was uh, originally the Miracle.
2: <laughs> and then Matt Taven, <laughs> did you not have a Backyard Wrestling promotion Uh-oh. feud uh-huh. with, with
0: Matt Taven's
2: yeah.
1: Backyard
0: Promotions?
1: Yeah. Listen, so. listen to Biff and Ted's excellent podcast adventure <laughs> yes. for uh, Tales in the Backyard Wrestling. Yeah, so.
0: it, It's been really cool to wrestle Taven uh, just around, I mean, been around the world. Yeah. Um, to know that we both came from the same high school and and we had our own little backyard feds there, we had like one crossover uh, promotional interpromotional <laughs> match, um, and then you know, 15, 14 years later, fifteen years later, we're live on pay per view wrestling for the World Tag Team Championships, yeah, and that's so very that's very cool. cool when that stuff kind of life is life is weird. We we talked about it that day, just how how really cool that was. So now I mean now you're doing like. You
2: know, and, and and we're going way long here, but this yeah, has well, been, this has been a great story. This is we, like,
1: we have a two part here. A, yeah,
2: and I and I don't know how deep other again. I think the one thing that that with us having you on our podcast is that we freaking have known you for forever, so yeah. we can get into some things that people don't even know to ask you. Exactly. Um, but now um, you're doing things like you're going to Europe. Uh, you've been to Japan. Maybe making inroads of going back to Japan. I mean. Just talk about it. Talk about what it means. What it what it's like to to do this and and now live this life. That literally, when you were a boy and you saw, uh, we didn't get into it, but you saw the one, two, three kid defeat Razor Ramon. This is the life you've kind of dreamt of, and now
0: living it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really hard to put in the words. So I get a little tattoo.
2: Oh, oh look yeah. at that huh?
0: I did see that on uh, yeah I saw
2: it online it's uh, the person it's, the, it's lovely
0: describe it describe the tattoo well, the tattoo's just the flags of, of the countries that I've, I've wrestled uh, so Canada USA uh, Japan and, and England and the goal or the idea is to keep filling up my leg uh, just wrap it right around yeah and just keep going and hopefully we got Ireland lined up yeah um, Maybe uh maybe Mexico this year, maybe Germany. We're trying trying to get places, so so we'll see me, me and Ray. But it's just it's hard to put into words what it means because uh, especially with the journey, it wasn't like I think when I started that because uh, you're so naive, you're like, all right, I'm gonna start training to be a wrestler, and I'm being WWE in two hey, years, you're there, like <laughs> two minutes, <laughs> yeah. And then to go on the roller coaster that I have, you know from. Handsome Johnny Blue, dumping everyone to a gym to uh going with arch and the train train bike and the the rise everybody and homeless Johnny and uh 500 squats <laughs> with, <laughs> right. with, with hollow and I mean it's I mean it's a John Cena t-shirt
2: now but it's one of his models but literally never never give up and you never yeah. you never did give up and I mean, and then we joked that, you know, because, I mean, again, you're our buddy and stuff. We've known you forever. But you really are, have become a guy who can call yourself an international wrestling star. There are people all over this world now who have paid a ticket to see you wrestle. And I know that's got to be just humbling and awesome and all sorts of different things. Yeah,
0: and me and Ray make sure, like, every tour that we've done, just to, like, pause and say, we're in Japan. right now (laughs) somebody paid for us to fly over here and they're paying us to fake fight other men in spandex (laughs) right now which just happens to be our dream but that's happening in japan right now or in england or in canada or in las vegas or in lakeland florida or minnesota or
2: taking you places you never would have gone in your life if it weren't for this business and not only that, you can paid to do it.
0: Yeah, which is pretty awesome. I can tell you right now, I would never go to Columbus, Ohio, ever. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've been there to wrestle. I drove there before, and that's awesome.
1: It's a long, terrible drive <laughs> to, to Columbus, Ohio. But
2: is there but, a famous like Roddy Piper, Piper's Pit, talking to a fellow from? Uh, Col- from Columbus, Ohio. I don't it's, that. On, it's on a DVD.
0: Watch yeah. the Piper DVD. Yeah, but it, it's it's cool and it's surreal and it, it's hard to put in the words, but it's the greatest feeling in the world. Just being on the road and, and doing what you've always dreamt of doing.
2: And then you get, to, I mean, just, uh, I mean, so, you know, again, being one of my close friends in wrestling, you're familiar with my family. My my little girl is four years old. She likes coming to the shows. She sees Warbeard at the shows, and then I remember the first time I showed her you showed her you know you to her on TV. She's blown away by it. Yeah, but like cool. that type of stuff is that's like cool, yeah. that's the you know that's the, that's what it's all about. I mean here, so in, in her I'm, eyes now, you've gone from like oh this is my dad's dumb friend that he wrestles <laughs> with or that's been to our house to watch wrestling to. Ooh, he's on TV, like you oh, know, like so the other cool. wrestlers. You that's, know? that's so cool. Yeah, but she doesn't like you though. She told me that today. Yeah, and I n- told her I was n- going Neither is you. Alex. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm, I'm, I'm used to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we're coming. We're obviously starting to wrap up here. But is there anything you want to plug? Any appearances? Any? Uh, we talked about you have a teas dot mm-hmm. com store.
0: Um, I do teas dot com. It's Warbeard Hanson. Uh. I don't know what the actual address is for, but it's sure easy you, to I think it's find. slash Warbeard. Yeah, answer. yeah. There's a beard is War shirt with the Roz War logo, and there's a Warbeard Hanson. Uh, like going Park on right logo. after this interview to buy one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better. Um, and then obviously Twitter and uh, Instagram is at Warbeard Hanson. No slashes or underscores. All just one run-on word. And those are the best places to reach me. Cool, man. Plenty a Ring of Honor stuff coming up. We're looking to go to England hopefully again this summer. Uh, so just keep uh, keep watching us on social media and you'll, you'll find us, War Machine.
1: ROHWrestling.com. You can get a free ringside membership and watch the TV show every week. Every week. And there's a pay-per-view coming up.
0: There is a pay-per-view coming up. It is the end of the month on June 24th. And then there's TV... Uh, taping June 25th that's in Conc- is it on the Carolina. Fight TV app on the Fight TV it is app? on the Fight TV app that's uh, F-I-T-E an, an easy way to see it or just watch it you can watch it from the Ring of Honor website which is easy as well or you can just get it on your TV
1: traditional pay-per-view yeah, yeah
0: so uh, yeah I mean I think I mean I could probably speak for Mike a little bit but
2: uh, to talk about your journey also be a part of your journey it's so cool when you see not. I mean, because you, you come across a lot of people in this business, but very few friends. And I think both of us consider you a, a true blue friend. And to see your true f- blue, I like that. <laughs> I like but that to see too. your friends, uh, and again, knowing your journey, know what you've been through, witnessing what you've been through, and to see you now finally getting the recognition that you freaking deserve. Like it's very cool and 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 I'll let Mike speak for himself but I personally couldn't be you know happier for you and proud of you and and uh you know keep it up man keep freaking dominating the world right now. Thank you buddy.
1: Yeah, I feel the exact same way. It's, it's so tremendous like when I heard that you were going full time and uh doing this crazy wrestling thing and nothing else and that's that's the dream right there. So I'm
0: paying my bills wrestling. That's, Fantastic. that's so cool I just want to leave you with this about your
2: about your girlfriend uh, Warbeard Uh-oh. she was mine before she was yours <laughs> holy holy and Leo. that's for another podcast
1: <laughs> on that note we're gonna get right out of here right. thanks so much Todd for, uh, for thanks, coming guys. on thanks I appreciate it okay and thanks very much to Todd Warbeard Hansen for joining us on the wrestling podcast about nothing a fantastic interview Brian
2: yeah, I, I mean, again, if you it, it, hopefully you've listened to both parts. If not, if you only listen to this one, go back and listen to the first part. Um, Todd's story, very inspirational. Um, so, I mean, if, if you weren't a fan of his, I hope you're a fan of his now. And, and if you're somebody who wasn't totally familiar with his work hearing this, please check check warbeard out check hot todd out because he fought for you know 15 long years to get where he's at right now and deserves every ounce of respect and, and, and su- every ounce of success that he's uh, achieving now in his life so yes um,
1: and ring of honor's best in the world pay-per-view is this Friday night check it out on traditional pay-per-view or go to ROHWrestling.com. Also, the Fight TV app. You can get it there. That's Ring of Honor's Best of the World pay-per-view this Friday night, June 24th on pay-per-view. And, and he will be on that show. It's going to be Moose and War Machine, Ray Rowan Hansen versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. The so it's, Bullet Club. Yes. Moose and War Machine versus the Bullet Club. Tornado Rules. That is this Friday night, Best in the World, Ring of Honor. Be sure to check that show out.
2: All right. So, oh, do, we, do we have time for anything else, Mike? We have
1: to get into the promo about nothing or Big Woody will...
2: The most popular segment yes. in, in wrestling podcast about nothing history.
1: All right. So the promo about nothing. This is kind of a callback to a previous episode. Episode four of the wrestling podcast about nothing. We Go were,
2: download it. We were joined
1: by Tarzan Taylor. We got into his story in, uh, in wrestling. And he joined us and watched Jumping Jeff Farmer. So this week we have another... Interview from the IPW, and it is with a friend of Jumbo Jeff Farmer. Well, I assume. I mean, they're all in there together. Maybe it was an enemy of Jumbo Jeff Farmer. But this is Dynamite Keith Watkins. Let's take a listen to this promo about nothing.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Watkins. You know, buddy, I've never so happy in my life. This is my first time to wrestle my own home state, and ipw for the action. Is. This. It's where all the top come here today, and that's why I'm here. And I'm here to stay and not to play. Bunny leaders an old saying goes, to be the best, you gotta beat the best. That's my intentions all the way. So all my challenges, all my opponents were one thing. So I'm a small guy, doesn't mean anything. Because down my comes a small package. And my fuse is about that short. And I got the fire. We'll be right back. Yes, indeed.
1: Dynamite. No one's worked with fire. You worked with. You worked with. I have fire worked with fire in, in yeah. a in a in a promo. My but no one, T-shirt on fire. Yes, but no one has used fire to such an effective <laughs> was level. That, was that maybe a quarter of an inch flame?
2: <laughs> you got all those cliches in though. Yes. Uh, Dynamite comes in small packages to be the best. You're gonna be beat the best. Uh, go to the. Wow. Uh,
1: yes. Go check out this this uh, promo. We have the link. In the description for the episode, check out the great use of uh, of effects here yes. with the with the fire
2: from Dynamite, Dynamite Keith Watkins. I'm surprised he's not on the uh, on the uh, the autograph circuit now with all the conventions and whatnot. You figured a guy like this with that sort of talent, uh, you know, might be a legend in this industry. But uh.
1: all right, so Brian, we have to get into one more thing. You are crisscrossing this great nation of ours. You're hitting the highways and byways, applying <laughs> your trade as a professional wrestler and kingpin. I hear from a very reliable source you've got dates.
2: I got dates. Well, first up, I'll be also be uh, digitally on what? an upcoming episode of Book in the Territory podcast. Our friend uh, over at Book in the Territory, uh, Mike Mills, did an awesome interview with him today. Should be coming out in a couple weeks. It might even be a two-parter but we wow. got we got we got deep into some stuff here. Uh, but I want to thank you We're
1: know away any of the, any of the uh, good no, stuff. No, no, no exclusives. Okay. <laughs> no exclusives. <laughs> we love you guys. No,
2: but yeah, but I want to thank Mike and the crew over at Booking the Territory for having me, uh, allowing me to plug, uh, you know, what we do here. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, this Thursday night. Thursday? Thursday night. Well, it's not a wrestling event, Mike. It's a pizza-eating contest. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a pizza-eating contest at Lucky's Pizza and Roast Beef in Haverhill with all the stars of Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Uh, uh, as I hope maybe fans fans, and friends alike are noticing, I've been cutting c- cutting the calories and trying to get my fat ass back in shape, so I might be bringing a ringer with me on Thursday night hmm. to Lucky's Roast Beef and Pizza uh, hmm. so I can save calories and maybe avoid putting on the LBs that I've taken off already Uh, so maybe there'll be a ringer there but we'll have to see friday night i'll be returning to the world famous pal hall for top rope promotions it's their 35th anniversary show hornswoggle former wwe superstar hornswoggle will be there i'll be there putting a thousand dollars on the line in a body slam challenge how about that mike All right, I like it. And then the 26th, this coming Sunday, I will be in Somerville, Massachusetts, your old stomping grounds, at the Center of the Arts at the Armory uh, for Beyond Wrestling. How about that, huh?
1: Big weekend for you.
2: Yes, yes. I will be officiating the... uh, Death by elbow, the main event. Thank You'll you. Be- yes, D- Donovan Dijak and Chris Dickinson. Thank you, uh, but I'll be officiating that contest. So, uh, less than forty tickets remain for that Beyond Wrestling uh, event. So, be sure to check them out on on Facebook uh, for more details. There, July fifteenth, Top Rope Promotions, Wareham, Mass. Check the Top Rope Promotions on on Facebook. That's where they do most of their uh, put out most of their uh, great information. Also, back with Top Rope. I'm I'm there a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that was right, 22nd Wareham, Mass. Jeez, I'm screwed up my dates here, Mike. I'm trying to rip through this because we're going long. The 15th is in July. 15th is in Brocklin, Brockton. July 22nd in Wareham. That's all I got for dates right now to July that I can announce. Wow, I may, super secret dealings. I may have some that I can announce coming up soon here. I'm negotiating. Oh. I'm wheeling and dealing, Mike. But uh, lots of big things coming up for the kingpin here. I've, hey, I'm so freaking popular. I'm even turning down dates at this point. How about that? Are you? I'm kidding telling me? promoters that you know I'm giving. Them the what for and tell them <laughs> where to go.
1: <laughs> Take it and shove to Get to step in. Is that you're right. saying? All Take right. this job and shut <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so. Before we get out of here, let's give a special shout out to the podcast with little talent but lots of extra belly fat, A Man Walks Into an Armbar, BDA Radio's MMA podcast hosted by Chad Alden and Paul Sanamon Jr. Find them on BDAradio.com, and if you don't subscribe on iTunes, Ron Collins will hunt you down.
2: And if you want to know what that reference is, go back to episode three of the wrestling podcast about nothing and download it.
1: Yes, or episode one of the A Man Walks Into an Armbar.
2: Yes, very true.
1: Okay, so follow us. We've got the uh, we were live tweeting last night. We're uh, adding fans and followers like uh like
2: hotcakes, like the, flapjacks.
1: I was gonna say hotcakes, but flapjacks, ca- Mike. Like, like flapjacks at the WPAN. <laughs> follow at the WPAN. We're also at facebook.com slash the WPAN. Follow us there as well. And make sure to follow our sponsor and the guiding light of the wrestling podcast about nothing at BDA underscore radio. And follow me, I'm at CrocSox, that's C-R-O-C-K-S-O-X, and Brian Malonas is at Brian Malonas. that's M-I-L-O-N-A-S. Use the hashtag PDA for BDA to get a shout-out on an upcoming show, and for all your MMA and wrestling talk, go to our friends at BDAradio.com, you can't beat them. So, this is it, Kingpin.
2: If you stuck with us
1: through all that. Thank you very much for doing so. This has been episode nine. We will see you next time on the wrestling podcast about nothing for the Kingpin Brian Malonis. This is Mike Crockett and until next week, thanks for nothing.